Hello everyone and welcome to Monique's Pet Whisper Call of my ancestors. I felt compelled to definitely share my feedback on the woman king with you all tonight. I went with my mother to see such an extraordinary film with Viola Davis and many other great um, uh, actresses and actors. Just to tell you a little bit about what was going on during that time of history, um, it dates back really to the Dahomey tribe. The Dahomey tribe is one of the the oldest tribes in Africa. Okay, it it spanned across Central Africa all the way to West Africa and even Southern Africa, the whole continent. Okay, um, many of the the religious what you call quote-unquote pantheons and deities were birthed out of the religious culture of the Dahomey tribes so you'll find links to the Orisha which um, are connected to understanding um, the ancestral hierarchies of creation of element of um, different aspects of life the this particular movie really hit home because several things several things i really want to do a, a recap i'm not going to tell you guys the movie because i want you to see it but what i will tell you is that the one the this particular movie really talks about um oh yeah the cool bikers yeah dude like what's up dude yeah way to go like totally hot man like we're having like a real like a hot ride of like bikes tonight dude like what like what's up like like what's up guys so what i loved about this movie was unity amongst women so often times women we're so busy fighting over men you know we're we're not even focused on building our sisterhood that's the number one thing that I took away from this movie is was the bond of sisterhood and the resilience that comes with, you know, connecting to our ancestors, connecting to the past and to um, acknowledging those that have died before us, those that were murdered, those that sacrificed their life and get paying respect. Uh, the movie also it, it really highlights the pros, the physical pros that women, black women um, have and have to conquer, you know, warriors. It wasn't that was not the first time that black female warriors fought to defend their tribes and to defend their nations. OK, we have uh, a legacy of, of stories of women um, black women before the patriarchy of, of the Western world rained down so heavily upon our feet before that happened, there was a time that women actually ran the world. Okay. So even the movie, the woman King, it, it, to me, it reminds me of the truth that the patriarchy has really muffled a lot of people's vision to understand that there was, in fact, women that led armies, that that led nations, you know, in absence of a man. So um, 
and that's part of the reason why the equilibrium of our society is off balance because the patriarchy tries so hard to make women last. But let's talk more about black women. Um, black women in general are stereotyped as, ha- as being angry, defiant, um, Jezebels, you know, single moms or, you know, temptresses, um, just so many, so many stereotypes. And what I love about this particular movie is that it teaches us about unity. Okay. In order for women to truly understand what unity means, you need to put the man aside for a second. Okay. Because a lot of times women will fight over a man. will fight left and right over a man. And really the man is playing all of us, right? The man's out talking to Jackie, talking to Tina and talking to Turner. Okay. Talking to everybody. So you're, you're sitting here like fighting your sisters over this one man. Meanwhile, the man is playing everybody. Okay. In this particular movie, women were, um, celibate. Okay. They were not dating. They weren't even having sex. They weren't doing any of that because, they realize that as warriors, you have to make sacrifices. And not only that, if a true warrior knows the weakness, you know, knows different weaknesses that, that are around. So with women, once we get our emotions involved, sometimes it can skew our actual uh, judgment to make the best decisions for ourselves and for our families. So what I loved about this movie is the sacrifice that was made for women to really protect their nations. This same vigor, this same um, stride is what is what we see that exists in, in many, many black women until today. Black women are defenders of their of their tribes, of their families, defenders of their relationships, of Um, standing up for justice, mobilizing, you know, working with each other and making everything turn a whole 180 degree. That's the power of black women. So I, I actually wanted to record this this, this, uh, episode tonight, I am currently, you know, in a battle right now and I'm in a battle to protect, um, a matriarch that's in my family that is, um, not of all the way sound mind because she's older and to see, um, people take advantage of her because of her age is, is really hurting me. Uh, that's the reason why you all, I haven't been uploading a bunch of podcasts lately because I'm, I went from one battle to another battle and I needed to see this movie tonight because when you're dealing with warfare, you know, this, this is between the physical and spiritual realm. You have to get ready for that. Okay. A war can spark just with the amber of fire. 
just with a little flicker of fire, a war can start. Okay. And the truth is many wars have begun just with a couple of people not getting along, the people having a, a different, um, people having like a different, uh, perspective on something and suddenly boom everything just blows the hell up overnight okay when a war ensues there's always called a quiet before the storm and the thing is people many of you are in a war or you're getting ready to be in a war am i talking about going to combat overseas no i'm talking about a personal intimate war with yourself your family or your colleagues or whoever it is but you have to pay attention to the quiet before the storm okay so in the the woman king you can clearly see that what was the quiet before the storm okay um slavery had started slavery didn't just start with kidnapping a bunch of black people and taking them back to europe or taking them to the United States or, or taking <clears throat> the original indigenous black people and putting them on a boat and taking them from America to Africa. You guys didn't know about that. The slave trade was not just one-sided. It was, it was a whole full system where people, uh, human trafficking, which still exists until today was happening all over the world. Okay, now if some of you knew that your ancestors were have been living in America for six, seven hundred years, you you would be like, so where's my land? Why why am I not entitled to land? That's because your history got erased from you. Okay, so we're all mixed up, but let me tell you something: we are one. Okay, black people are intelligent, and we have been traveling the world for a very very long time. You can clearly see that black people are all over the world and have been there for thousands of years. Okay. So the quiet before the storm was when black people, when race became a defining factor of servitude. Okay. There was indentured servants that started. That was the first line of slavery. Indentured servants happen to white people and black African people, you know, and uh, Native American that were already in the Americas that were also considered black people. Okay, so when it became okay to to trade, you know, human labor for for servitude, where somebody's working on your land for twelve years, and then eventually they work their debt off then now you're free. But this began to change when the the brutality of servitude started to kind of crank up more. And when different tribes in the continent began to, of Africa began to, to war with other tribes and selling their, their own people as servants but not realizing that the heat of servitude was going to actually accelerate into a br- brutal system okay 
that system started back in the 1400s. The indentured servitude started a long time ago, 13, 14th century. And then over time, um, race became a defining factor of who, who should be a servant. Or perhaps these little servants should be treated, you know, harsher. You know, well, why are we just, you know, if, if Europe is making all this money from human capital, then even the poorest peasant could go and buy a slave and make them their servant. So even a poor white servant could graduate from being a servant and then eventually becoming a full-blown uh, trader. Yeah, trader to their own self, but a tr- but a tradesman, a tradesman to sell human capital. When race became um, a, a defining factor of who should be enslaved and who shouldn't be, that's when the trouble started. When people were then were not looked at as human but more so as chattel, as objects, then that's when the trouble began. So that is called the quiet before the storm. So when those particular things started up, you know, that was the the quiet before the storm. That was the little telltale signs that, hmm, we've got a lot of indentured servitude going on and we got a lot of niggers. Mike, we got a lot of these black Negroes. We got to do something about them, about about the, these black niggers. And so that's when the trouble ex- escalated. So the best way to to cause uh, division in any nation is to cause um, lying and stealing and heartache and trouble. So intertribal warfare is something that has occurred for a long time till this day what is intertribal warfare it is when two two or more tribes are at war with each other so that means one tribe is going to sell out another tribe thinking that that by doing that when they sell this tribe into servitude I didn't talk about brutal slavery yet selling them into servitude in exchange for gunpowder for liquor for guns and horses that was that was the 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 disguise that that was how black people got really messed up here we had all the gold and diamonds one could ever dream of but when you don't know what you have and you don't know your worth then you'll give it away does that sound familiar you have tricksters approaching your land with horses with liquor with bread and other crap and stuff like that telling you that what you have is you know we we need there's telling you that they need what you have and what they have is more valuable than what you already have how many tribes got sold into that mindset How many Native American tribes got sold out into that frame of thinking? They did the same thing they did to the Africans as they did to the original indigenous 
African people called Native Americans? Yes, I said it. Because the black folks, they were already here in the Americas before Christopher Columbus. (gasps) How can that be? I mean, didn't it mean that only like, only, you know, the, the big ships, those big sailors, they were the only ones that had the ingenuity to be real, like, you know, Vikings and to be, you know, like real, real sailors. I mean, black people weren't sailors. Only white people were sailors. I mean, there's no way in the world that black people would know how to get all the way from Africa. They were swinging on trees. They were swinging on vines. I mean, how would they know about boats? I mean, weren't they like, you know, kind of like monkeys, you know, like, mommy aren't isn't that true i mean you know black people don't they're not really smart well i know they had kingdoms but i don't understand that part of our history we're not into that history so it must not be really real okay so that's the denial that unfortunately ignorant people hold on to okay so the quiet before the storm how many times have you been in a situation that you knew something wasn't right you knew certain situations were not right okay and suddenly everything blew up in your face so part of this podcast lesson is to teach you all and to also teach myself about recognizing the quiet before the storm now, one thing that these these female warriors were doing, they were training. Training every single day, all day. Training for different scenarios. Training for this, training for that. Getting ready for this, getting ready for that. Doing this, doing that. They did that because they were preparing for the war that was coming. In everybody's life, you have to be prepared for the war. Some of you are the type that you don't even want to hear the gunshots. You know there's gunshots going on around you, but what do you do? You put your earpods in. You you don't do self-development work to prepare you for what's coming. What is self-development work? It means taking a hard look in the mirror and say my shit stinks. I have baggage from my family. I have some real issues I need to sort out. Okay, when you don't work on your self-development, when the enemy is coming in, you will not be you will not be ready to deal with the enemy that's coming. Don't come over here. Okay. You're not going to be ready for it. So, I really want to talk a little bit about how do we get ready for the war that is coming. Am I talking about the United States going into war. No, I'm not. But what I am addressing is this. In our lives, we have four seasons. We have summer, okay, fall, winter, and spring. My godmother told me this many years ago. So in everyone's life, you're going to be at a certain season. Some of you are in a summer season where things are going great, everything's happy, everything's jolly, everything's, you know, working out. 
some of you are in a fall season where you're you're realizing I got to start preparing for winter. You know, I got to prepare for the storm that's coming. So let's talk about the storm. When I start really talking about black people, particularly black women, black women have been having to prepare for storms every single day. Every single day that goes by, we are um, met with resistance when we need to open a bank account, for example, and we can't because they saw our driver's license and now we can't get that direct deposit and we don't want to go to ACE check cashing and we don't understand why we weren't able to even open up a bank account. Um, The quiet before the storm is... You know, um, I can tell you it within our families, family members shucking and jiving, not taking their life seriously, you know, effing their lives up, waiting for somebody to clean up their mess. So you've got to quiet before the storm because one day all the mess that that family member or family members did is going to come to the surface. And depending on the situation, you may have to clean up some shit. You may have to protect a loved one from somebody that is doing wrong. That is, you know, so you have to pay attention to the signs. Okay. Some of the other signs in the movie was not only did they see like, obviously the, the slave ships coming, But just knowing that there's bartering and trading going on with different kings. They're they're bartering and trading with the enemy who's really out to get them too, get them enslaved. How many times have we sacrificed or have we compromised our values just to be accepted by other people? How many times have we done that? just to be accepted by other people how many times have we denied the truth because we didn't want to take on the challenges that were coming in our direction you know how many times have we ignored the signs of abuse that's gone on in our families or friends because we didn't want to deal with the storm that was coming What should you do when the storm, you know, there's a storm coming. Let me just break it down. You can never get complacent people. Yes, self-care it up. But you have to know to stay on guard and to stay on your P's and Q's. If you don't stay on guard, then what happens? The enemy comes like what? A viper. It comes like what? A snake in the night. A, a old ancient owl to teach you wisdom. Okay. If you're not careful, you won't be ready for the war that is coming. Sometimes when life is so good and so un- almost too good to be true, then then maybe it is. And it doesn't mean that you have to sit here and worry and take away the good feelings and the experience that you have. But you also have to know that there is a shadow side waiting for you. It happens to every last one of us. You can be thinking things are going one way 
but you didn't know that there's a mofo plotting against you. Who's the mofos? Well, you got mofos in your family. You got mofos that work with you. You got mofos that don't know you. You got gatekeepers that are at, at the opposite end of of the uh, telephone of the internet online that are gatekeepers and they don't want to help you solve your problem. You know, and when you're not preparing, then when you get sideswiped with calamity, you're not going to know how to actually handle it. So one of the things I enjoyed about this particular movie is the, the warriorship, constantly training, constantly, you know, getting your muscles right, constantly making sure that you're fit. So in our own lives, we have to do the same thing. We have to exercise our spiritual muscle. You need to understand how to do positive rituals that will enhance your family. But when shit hits the fan, going back and saying a prayer might be, it ain't never too late to pray, but you, everything is particularly chaotic. So it makes it harder to target the actual enemy. When there is chaos, it is difficult to actually pinpoint who is starting this drama and who is the real enemy. However, if you stay in prayer, do I mean, oh, Heavenly Father Jesus of la la la, I need you to be with my family, oh, great Jesus. Okay, prayers can mean different things to different people. So when I say stay prayered up, you could be praying to um, great spirit, great life, your ancestors, because they know what is on the other side. But if you are too busy watching love and hip hop or certain shows and being lazy, you know, and and I say this because in my twenties, I was living a lazy, I was doing things. I was striving, but I wasn't doing things all the way like I was supposed to. Cause I was young, but when life hit my ass, it knocked me right on off my feet. I'll never forget when my dad, my stepdad passed away. I had this dream that I was on the, I was on a beach, beach with sand in my house. I had a house that was sitting on a beach. Well, guess what? This huge tornado came. It was almost like it had its own mind. It came right up to my house, looked in the window, and then it swirled all around. It went all around my house. Okay. And after that dream happened, I was in a storm. Shortly after that, I was in a lawsuit. Okay. And to be honest with you, I was actually in a real life tornado that killed 365 people and I survived it. So I know all about wormholes and twilight zones. I believe in it and I've lived it. I've, I've, I've done some astro travel and some wormhole travel through a tornado I was in. But was I ready for the storm? And the answer is no, I was not. What the enemy, who, who is the enemy? Am I talking about the devil having two horns 
a, a tail and some hooves. That sounds like a goat to me or a cow or even a horse. Okay. Am I talking about that type of devil? No, I'm not. I'm sick of people putting the animal, mixing it up with the goat and all of this other kind of crap. The real enemy is, is the shadow side of life. Let me just explain that. There are shadows and there is light. And believe me, there are shadows. And when when you, you have to be aware that even before you're born, there are shadows watching you. They're, they're watching your family. They know your family bloodline. They know the weaknesses. They know the drug habits. They know the alcohol abuse. They know the pedophilia. They know the, the thieving. They know the lying. They know all of these things that can be passed down generation after generation. Who is they? Old dark energies that reside in time. Watching you. Watching me. Okay, they do a lot more than that. They are here to reap your soul. They're here to take you out of here because that's how they feed and how they actually eat dinner. You didn't think about that, but that is how they eat dinner. So it is a necessary thing for darkness to take out people. You know, and when you're not when you're not prepared then that thing can come right after you. Let me give you a quick story. I remember going to, um, I remember going to a family member. Um, actually, no, I'll tell you this story. I remember going to the, um, the club actually. And when me and my friends were leaving the club and I, I believe I used to get really bad warning signs, but of course I was too stubborn to listen. Okay. And this man, I don't know who he was, but he kept saying that he had something to sell us, me and my friends. And we weren't interested, but he kept saying, well, just, can you just meet me and my friend out here? I mean, it's just only take a quick second. So we get in the cars, three of us, and we start following this guy like he's on foot. But what was crazy was he led us like to this alley. And I said, nope. I said, I don't know about this alley. The next thing, I'm not going to lie to y'all. The next thing that happened was there was this really big man. He was about 6'5". And he had this really big coat. And he was holding, I swear to you, a big ass gun in his coat. I'm not even playing. This man started walking up to us. And the guy that led us in the alley was trying to block us in the alley. At that moment, I began to see the the actual street. It looked like it was starting to, the floor was starting to move. Like something was happening. Like I was getting ready to die. Like I'm about to go into another dimension of space and time right now if we don't leave here. So my friend like backed up, like we said, go, 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 go. And we quickly like reversed the car and and that guy was coming to either traffic us or do something something far worse. I don't know what, but we were we were the target. Okay, so I share that because what was I doing? Going to the club? For what? I don't know. Hanging out, getting into trouble. 
And I used to hate going to the cluster. This is so, this is sucks. Ain't nothing happening. It's the same old thing. And I just wanted more out of my life. And so I began to really pay attention to things like that. Just like this fool driving, it's nighttime and he don't even have lights on going like 60 miles an hour. Yeah, stuff like that. You got people driving with no lights and that's an example of somebody ready to take you out of here. Okay, so it's just... Okay, see, right when every time you try to do something, some mofo wants to come and be fucking nosy. I'm sorry, did I just cuss? Now, here I am. I'm parked all the way far away from everybody. It's nighttime. I'm in it. Mind you, is it smart? Mm, Probably not the smartest, but I'm in a parking lot by my house and I purposely parked over here so nobody would bother me. And guess what happened? Some idiot pulls up. Not too far from me now. Why? Who knows? He just... Sometimes... The, it, that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. The energy of people is this. We are all connected in a cosmic mind. Okay? And so, with that being said, if you start thinking about... Oh, I need to go to Target. Oh, I need to go to Walmart. Well, guess what? 25 other people thought the same thing because you kept thinking and thinking on it so much it created um thinking waves to uh, connect to other people so that's why when you think about an idea somebody else might also think of it too so my bright idea failed me and I'm really irritated because I don't know who this car is not that they're going to hurt me. I don't I don't think so, but it's the principle that you decided to to invade my space because you don't have nothing else to do. You could have parked anywhere in this parking lot, but you came where I am and every business is closed around here, but you want to come over here. That's the stuff that pisses Monique off if y'all haven't already learned. So, um once again, it's getting prepared for the storms of life. So my particular storm is involving family at this moment. I have a very vulnerable family member who doesn't have all her faculties. Why are all these cars driving with no lights? Oh God, Lord have mercy. And she doesn't have all her faculties. And so we have a family member stealing thousands and thousands of dollars from this family member. I'm not going to name names. You know who you are. And you're going to get caught. I'm just letting you know that. Because there's cameras at the ATMs, you fool. So, if I had paid attention two years ago to this person's stealing in a way that I I took action. Where I didn't allow that person to, to move into my other family member's house. If I had taken action the way I was supposed to, none of this, I keep telling myself, would have happened when I had the time to quiet before the storm. Sometimes people, we, we don't, we want to kind of let family members just do what they want to do. You know what I mean? You know, we let family members basically, you know, 
do whatever they want to do. Like, you know, your family member is robbing banks, for example, and you haven't even called the cops to turn them in. Why? Because you don't want to get involved. You know that Uncle Tony has been a pedo- been the, a, the biggest pedophile in the world, but did you ever call the police? No. Why? Because you didn't want Tony to get in trouble. Okay? Um, you knew that, uh, let me see, Rhonda was nothing but a thieving, lying son of a gun. And you knew that she steals money and she knows how to break into your accounts. But you rather not get her in trouble because you don't want to see her get go to jail. So when family members, when you do that over and over again, you are just as responsible for the crime that the person is going to start committing. You're just as responsible. How was how that? How was that, Polly? Yeah, you're responsible because you you were supposed to stop them. Instead, you let fear take the best of you. And now they're out um, robbing banks and even possibly killing people. And you didn't say anything. So, so doesn't that make you just as responsible? No, it doesn't. Well, I would think so. When you didn't act before the quiet before the storm when you didn't do anything when you didn't prepare when you didn't say you know what I have issues in my family I have issues at my job I need to address these things but I'm too afraid to fight these things when you were when you decided fear over love that was when you failed okay it is easier to give into fear than it is to give into love Fear is a shadow side of love. Love is unconditional. Love does not know fear. Love looks at the highest good, the highest outcome, the highest frequency. Fear is is a finite emotion. It uh, it is a limiting, um, uh, dark, treacherous feeling. It is the thing that binds you and bounds you from doing good. Fear is the very thing that causes war and calamity. And it is the very thing that casts a shadow over love. That is fear. You have to decide, who do I serve today? You hear in the Bible and scriptures and different things. What master do you serve today? Fear or love? If you simplify it like that. When you start saying God or the devil, people are still going to sin. They're still going to go drink that whiskey. They're still going to go watch their little porn or whatever in front of their kids. They're still going to do things that didn't stop. So the better way to solve humanity's crisis is to really ask a serious question. Who do I serve today? Fear or do I serve love? Okay. So the woman king um, was all about courageousness, was all about having vigor, having excellence in, in, in being fearless um, by having honor, by having respect. Okay, that is, the, that is what that movie was about. 
and unity. Far often, black women in general are faced with many, um, many situations involving family that have caused us to have to be the one to to always have to fight something like when it comes to black women and you have adjectives that describe our mission you'll hear the adjectives like fighting coming up oh you have to fight we have to fight this who has time to always be fighting you guys black women's whole mission is not just about fighting like why can't why do we always have to fight to get the things we need because society has marginalized us to the point where if we don't fight, we just might as well die. You have to fight to get your child out of out of incarceration that they went to jail, which would be just the worst nightmare any mother or father could have. That would just be the terrible nightmare. I can't imagine my son going to prison and he didn't do anything, which happens every day to black men and women being locked up for no reason because you know they look like somebody the blessing is my son has vitiligo and he has a very unique face so he looks like a birthmark on his face so if they ever needed to do a lineup thank god he got vitiligo for that because nobody's gonna say my son did that because he has a distinct look and i'm blessed for that okay But for those of you that don't have that, yeah, there's a fight. I still have to fight for things for my son. You know, his, his, you know, teachers may not respect him. You got to fight for this, got to fight for that. And then, then the, the onus is, oh, well, black women are, black women are violent. Black women are angry. Why the hell do you think a black woman's angry? haven't you guys I mean aren't you are you that slow motion black women are angry because many barriers are put in front of us for no reason somebody could just be disrespectful to you for no reason just standing in line they got to make a comment they have to challenge your intellect they have to talk about this one person was white woman was talking about this black woman's braids to me I said, how dare you come to me with your microaggressions? Said, you better leave that. I started going off on her. Like, you don't, you think I'm going to sit and laugh at another black woman? No, I'm not. And that's the thing about me with black women. Like, you little pansies with the attitudes and you do all of that. I see over that. I see over the, the, the scorpions. I am Lord and master over dark darkness under me. So I'm going to see your highest good, even though I know you're being ignorant. I know you're acting out because you're in pain. I know that you may have low self-esteem because daddy, or you may not have had the male role models or even the female role models you need. And so I, I knowing this about other black women have the patience and the universal love to know my sister is just in pain. Okay. Now, does that mean I let you, you disrespect me? No. I will kick your ass, but understand when I'm dealing with you, when I'm working with you, see, now here's the, comes the police. If you come over here and harass me, then I'm going to have another problem. Leave me alone. I'm not doing anything. 
So let's see where he's going. Got to be careful with these Denver police because they, you, I just talked up the police and here he came. Luckily, he's going to the other side of the parking lot. And I have to, I got to watch it. Yeah, I got to watch it because I'm sitting here in a nice car and uh, many black people driving a nice car. You are a target. Now, if you go to certain cities, obviously like Atlanta or wherever, yeah, I mean, you got a whole bunch of black people with nice vehicles and stuff like that. But um, for the most part in Colorado, you just have to be careful. So what I want you guys to know is we as a society, we have a lot of, um, especially tomorrow's Monday, that's the day of heart attacks. We have a lot on our on our plates. We have a lot to start preparing for. Okay? We have to be very aware. We have to be very aware of the quiet before the storm. Start preparing. Start taking walks. Start doing your um your rituals. What do I mean by that? Get an altar. Gather some things that are precious to you like stones a mirror you know sage letters from your loved one obituaries and don't make it this scary halloween thing please don't do that you need to prepare an altar of respect and when you do that it materializes in the spiritual world if you want your life to change you have to do these sorts of rituals i promise you you can't go wrong. So um, this is just one little snippet of my feedback. And um, pray for me and my family situation and my my business and different things like that. Um, I'm learning to be, be more detail-orientated, to not give up, and to understand what it means to have a family legacy you know, and, and to fight for that legacy. What is the legacy? It could be, um, stories. It could be financial freedom. It could be things that will enhance my generation after me. And I am a person that I will stop at nothing to do that. So the matriarchy of black women is very powerful. The fighting and all the stupid stuff that's going on, if fighting over men and fighting over this and that and, and, and looking your sister up and down, don't want to do this. That's all because you were told that you weren't good enough. You were told that you sucked. Your, your daddy left you. Mama left you or daddy was mean to you. Grandpa did this. So when it comes to dealing with other black women, some of you aren't able to really get along with other black women. In a loving way. You imagine those warriors in the in, in a true story. Those warriors in the Dahomey tribe, those female warriors, you could could you imagine if they were not unified? If you're not unified, what happens? Your nation crumbles. The best way for any um 
antagonist or, you know, something negative to come and take you out of here is when you're distracted and not unified. But when you're unified, you can see all sides of the coin. You can see the shadow side and the sun. You can see the the nicks and the dents as well as the ridges and all sorts of other details when you're unified. When you're unified, sisters, you can understand and see snakes all around. You can help one another um, with carpooling. You can even work together to start your own business. You can work together to enhance the life of your families when you're unified. When you're unified, black women, you know what you're capable of doing. You can organize an entire march. You can organize an entire um, boycott. You can organize an entire bill that can change the whole United States history when you're unified. Okay, when you're unified, your kids will have a ride to school. Uncle, whoever is doing something they have no business doing will get called out. You can trust each other to help watch your kids. Okay, you can have beautiful families, marriages when you're unified. But when you're too busy trying to sleep with your best friend's man, screw the dude at that point. What about your friend? Because obviously he's not worth the shit because he's going to do the same thing to you. Well, I don't I don't want a man that's I, I don't want a man. I don't like making commitments. Yeah. So you'll never be committed to the one that doesn't like making commitments. You will not be committed to. So you, your wish is thy command. So anyway, people, I'm, that's all I need to say. I, I I'm going to make some more of these little podcasts and I want you all to take, take some good out of it dissect it, get ready for the storms of your life, overcome them because summertime is coming after the winter storm. Talk to you soon, everybody in another pet whisper near you.